This is the C3 Podcast, where we speak on culture, controversies, and Christ. I'm your host, Ricky Jill, and I hope to share and discuss some viewpoints on our world and where to find Jesus in the midst of the chaos. If you happen to be here because of what you've seen posted on Instagram, then you will know what I'm about to talk about tonight. It's only been three days since the Nashville shooting, and people have lost their marbles, their common sense, basically. Of course, in my opinion, but a lot of conservatives have really hit it on mark in regards with the true evil of the Nashville shooting. Even one conservative has pointed out how a rock from stories of the Bible has been used for for both good and evil. Cain used a rock to kill his brother, Abel. David used a rock to defeat Goliath. If you're a Christian, do you understand the difference between the two? Because literally, the natural shooting is the definition of the difference between gun reform and the mental unwellness behind this transgender ideology. And people are going to automatically comment, assume, insult, whatever you want to call it. I don't necessarily say believe it's persecution when non-believers come out and say like, oh, you're just a bigot, you're transphobic, homophobic, xenophobic, or whatever dash phobic that people want to say. It is the root issue that has grown into the ideology of this mess of not just the transgender movement or ideology, religion, whatever they want to call it, but the LGBT community itself. And if you have seen my testimony, my short little testimony on Instagram for the C3 podcast, I was once a part of this community. You know, I had identified as bisexual, basically. And it was only because of my husband who had led me to Christ that I can sit here now and point out to you the root of this monstrosity of a lifestyle, quote-unquote that liberals or allies or how, however, whoever, because there are Christians who are like, I am a gay Christian. I am a Christian who's transgender. I am whatever. But they think because they have a Christian that somehow they're still saved by grace. But the reason for us to be Christians is to leave our sinful lives to turn over to Christ and follow after him. Therefore, 
daily dying to ourselves to live a pure, holy life that Christ lived when he was here on earth. But somehow this infection of an ideology has infiltrated the church because the church has become too lukewarm and cold and has allowed these ideas of love and acceptance to continue in the church because they were afraid to offend somebody or they're afraid to lose their power in the church as a leader of some type or that somehow they weren't being Christ-like because they were speaking truth from God's word that he has spoken into the disciples who have died daily to bring the gospel, to bring the truth to light to all who are living on earth. And I've had to sit with all of this this last week after this has happened because a part of me regrets so heavily that I was once a part of this ideology being Love is love. We have to be accepting and blah, blah, blah. Even after I became a Christian, a part of me still supported the quote-unquote rights and lifestyles of the LGBTQ community strictly because I didn't want to offend friends and family who were still living that life. I wanted to somehow bring the light, but being so codependent that as soon as there was resistance because the enemy didn't want me to turn their lives around for the, to follow after Christ like I am. And with regret that I've allowed myself to be complacent and to also enable certain behaviors and actions, you know, that I may have been the only light they could have had to see Christ as who he truly is. And now we're at this point where it's literally not physical war, but not just spiritual either, but it's literally a verbal war between people who support and um, are activists for the LGBT plus community. especially in regards with transgenderism and those who I don't want to say are just conservatives because it's beyond just the conservatives you know there are very few democrats who see the root issue in regards with what happened with the Nashville shooting but with how mean media controls things and how there is so much restriction on the internet in regards with speaking out on truth. People have to find loopholes constantly, especially when you're not for the rainbow community, you know, the conservatives call it, or some people say the alphabet community, but I will literally say the LGBTQ IA plus whatever, you know, other letters they want to throw in there that their lifestyle has gotten to a point where it's very destructive. And even on the internet, it's there. There are 
findings that people have pointed out that the last several mass shootings or school shootings have all been with people who are one using pronouns which of course means that they are of the lgbtq plus community who identify as trans and two are untyped some kind of modern day pill or medicine so clearly it's a mental issue it is the individual who themselves that has unsolved issues unsolved trauma and have an infestation of soul wounds that they would commit such an act against children and for those of you who are not in the u.s or doesn't understand three children all at the age of nine were murdered on monday and i know in the u.s there has been a mass amount of young children dying but children are still dying rather it's by abortion rather it's by crime rather it's by murder of whoever it is rather it's a school shooter someone that they know or some stranger children are dying every day but somehow with the lgbtq plus community and liberals and all those who support their ideologies because they want to be inclusive and all that um, fancy wordings that they put around it to show they're not bigots of some type. You know, they're more compassionate towards the murderer who planned to kill these people at this school. Regardless if it was Christian or not. This person planned to kill people. And it's already so heartbreaking for families who can relate or who are directly affected by this tragedy. But somehow... Because it is a Christian school, the other side makes a huge mockery of this whole thing. Saying like, well, I guess the Christians didn't pray hard enough. Oh, if they get what they deserve. Oh, it's because it's Tennessee and they have taken away rights for trans um, people that it is their karma. It's like, how sick are you? How mentally unwell do you have to be to say that kind of stuff and post it on the internet? Even some of the things I wanted to say on my own um, social media, Holy Spirit had to wrap me up and say, stop, do not do this. Do not act out on your anger. Just wait. Because... Even five minutes of trying to write up something to debate with my followers or those who, not my followers, but those who follow me on my social media, it still takes one split second to stop yourself and to reel it all back in and to come from a different 
and a also a sober mindset to post things on the internet. But somehow these people are allowed to post these things. And of course, if you go onto my Instagram, um, for the C3 podcast, you will see these videos themselves. But I want to play at least snippets of these videos because they're the videos I find in regards to the Nashville shooting, they are from conservative pages who these conservatives are also Christ-centered or Christian, if not Christ-centered, because some people have their different opinions about what Christ-centered looks like. But I want you to hear some of these. That's the name of the Nashville shooter. This video is about to be very uncomfortable for a lot of us. It's very uncomfortable for me to talk about, but we need to talk about it. We need pew pew reform in our country. But the way that the media and the police are... She continues to say our misgendering, but it cuts off from there. And then there is also... Trust anyone who's actively and intentionally misgendering the Nashville shooter. And this is what nobody... And that's another um, conservative that is debating, or not debating, counter-arguing with the, with that whole misgendering concept. Now, there was this um, one story um, that I posted on the C3 podcast where it's a picture of basically a Facebook page, it looks like. I don't have Facebook. But it's a page from parents of transgender kids. Um, they censored out the child's face. But the caption for this child who is on the, not hospital bed, but the doctor's bed, the caption reads, yesterday was a big day for my beautiful daughter, male to female. She got her hormone blocker. We are all super stoked. This child looks no less than 10 years old. And children rarely develop before um, the age of 12 or 13. But somehow these parents have been allowed to put this young child on hormone blockers. And if you've been paying attention, there have been more testimonies of people who have transitioned, who end up detransitioning, meaning they go back to their biological gender that they were born in and speak of regrets and horrors of being put on purity blockers or going under gender reassignment surgery at young ages when not even at 18 years old where their bodies fully develop because science is supposedly saying that not even our brains are fully developed until the age of 25 and it's very rare that you know people don't even either have their um, not saying people that women have their periods or men hit few puberty. You know, there are bizarre stories out there, but most commonly, children reach puberty between 12 and 13, and 
yet they're being put on hormone blockers. Can you imagine the dangers behind all of that? Even though people say like, well, you know, it breaks down body composition and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, you know, science has proven da, 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 da. In the last few years where we were told that the juice job was safe and effective. Now, you know, the WHO organization is coming out saying that healthy teens and children do not need the juice jab. If you know what I'm talking about, then you'll know. But let's continue on to this couple other things that I have found. Raise your hand. Quickly, I heard. If I have to read one more. Okay, let's see. Now, there is, um, it doesn't necessarily have any speaking points. It's just music with videos. But basically, because April 1st is supposed to be, supposedly from what's being posted on this internet, April 1st is supposed to be Trans Day of Vengeance. And of course, being that TikTok does not ban LGBT plus users on their platform, there are people who are trans that are arming themselves with the supposed assault weapons. And yet their accounts are not being banned, which is not quite a shocker. Because TikTok is highly favored towards liberals, LGBT communities, um, people, Democrats, and very restricting on Christians, conservatives, Republicans, <laughs> and um, what is the other group too? Anybody who speaks out against the common narratives, right? And it is so sickening and disheartening when you see some of this content on the internet. And this is why I don't favor the mainstream media because you see a lot more on social media that mainstream media does not show so when you know i continue to watch this video where even this trans person has tweeted out christ cucks christ cucks do you do you understand what the term cuck is it's pretty horrendous but somehow these people are allowed to tweet that as part of their content, especially on TikTok. It's it's terrible. Nah, hold up. That is Stephen Davis, 1776. He was also known as Mega Hulk. But even he Oh, here's here's the one. I really wanted you guys to um hear really quick. I wonder if the parents of the victims of the Nashville shootings today would still have 
their children if these trans bills in Tennessee were never a thing. I see that a lot of you guys have tagged me in videos and... That's another um, conservative. But if you don't um, understand what uh, that woman was referring to in regards with the bills in Tennessee's basically all the bill that was passed in Tennessee was to prevent parents from not knowing that their child was quote unquote transitioning. So if the child believes they're trans and they reach a certain age limit that the bill um, or that they were trying to aim for. I don't live in Tennessee, so I'm just trying to remember what I had read when this had happened. But basically, the school nor the doctors can restrict uh, medical access or medical records to the parent of the child that believes they are transgender. So that way the parents are informed of what is happening to their child. Does that make sense? It's almost like if child predators wanted to have access to my children, to my children but somehow they want to play it off or try to make it as though they don't want me to know that is the way they would do it. And Tennessee had placed bills or had restricted another bill that was trying to be passed or something like that to for the parents to have informed knowledge of what their child is going through medically, mentally, emotionally, all that. And being that Tennessee is a red state, which means they're a Republican um, state for those who are not in the U.S. and don't understand. It's very anger inducing when those who are a deep red state, also those who are bold Christians and I'm gonna throw it in there because it does happen it's been happening for the last several years that I've noticed since I've been a Christ follower when it's a white cis male or cis woman because that's how they label you know heterosexual people nowadays as being cis or you know whatever um, words they have nowadays which makes me feel old but regardless those are often those three factors are often mocked persecuted and highly dismissed based on those three factors alone when it comes to tragedies but people have also pointed out if it was a white straight male who went into a, you know, 
LGBT business of some type, then it would be considered hate crime. But because it's a transgendered man who is biologically a woman who had targeted a Christian school, it's now a gun problem, but it's not a hate crime. They ref- main media, even the own president of the United States, refuses to acknowledge it as a hate crime. And I am fully aware that me saying all this stuff may result in me being flagged for either misinformation or hate speech or this entire platform of C3 Podcast could be completely taken down. Because in the Western society, meaning not um, meaning first world countries, you know, US, uh, UK, you know, a lot of places um, in Europe, you know, just the fact that information is being restricted, that people are twisting the truth so much, and that there are people who are enabling ideologies that are far from reality. You know, it's no wonder Uganda has passed a bill banning the LGBT lifestyle, the LGBT plus lifestyle, because I can imagine being a third world country or a foreign country watching the U.S., basically fall apart well the u.s and uk because they're part of the western society where such ideologies are crumbling their own nation that they're like no we are banning this from happening to our country because we have enough problems that is but this is what our current reality is of society and oftentimes I reach out to other Christ brethren and I'm like what day or what chapter are we on in revelations again because I'm pretty sure we're getting closer and closer to Christ coming back and I don't want to be patient no more I'm done (laughs) this is not the world I want our families to grow up in that I know for a fact that that is not on our time, but it's on Christ's time that he will be returning. And there's so much more prophecies that still has to be fulfilled before he does return as well. And all the while, I'm just like this, there has to be something in the midst of all this chaos that will lead me to some kind of Bible verse to either enforce what I'm saying or to... I want to say, not enable, but to prove that what we Christians or what Christians should be doing, you know, and 
the only thing I can, well, not only thing, because I found a few. Because a lot of things I've said, there are Christians who are going to be like, Ricky, Christ is loving. Christ wants us to live a peaceful life. Christ doesn't want us to be a part of politics and blah, blah, blah. And even one friend a long time ago, like she has pointed out to me um, in Luke 12, but I've also found it in Matthew. So I'm going to go from Matthew to Luke and then one more verse before we go into um, conclusion. So in Matthew 10, 20, 34, sorry, Matthew 10, 34, I'm reading easy standard version so that way I can fully comprehend and it's simple enough for everybody else to understand. So it says, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me, meaning God, meaning Jesus, is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And that is Matthew 34 to 39. Now pulling up Luke 12, 49 to 53, it states, I came to cast fire on the earth and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on in one house, there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And it debunks this idea of we're supposed to live with peace with one another. We're supposed to be loving, accepting, blah, blah, blah. No, he came to divide us between those who want to live in their sinful ways and those who want to live as servants for Christ. Those who want to bring glory to his kingdom. To be the light, the beacon, the salt and the light that we are called to be for the world. Because we are to, to be set apart from the world. So of course it's, I don't want to say natural, but it's going to be common that Christians are going to face more mockery and persecution than, not than ever before. Because we're not being yet sent to be fed by lions in a coliseum of people who are cheering for our deaths. But there are demons, there are people, principalities that 
do not want the world, the lost, to know the truth about Christ's doing on the cross for all of us. I'm also dealing with allergies, so forgive me on that one. Hey, call I? Now, this last verse, this last scripture is to conclude all of this as to why Jesus wants us to be divided from all the wickedness. And it makes sense too, because to me, why would I want to coexist with evil? Why do I want to be surrounded by constant wickedness, not just of sexual immorality, but just all the wickedness that people choose to do, whether it be murder, rape, you know, thievery, you know, covetedness, and so much more. It is just mind boggling. That's the only word I can think of at the moment. That you know, it's still, still, still to me that 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 whole scripture about Jesus coming to bring divide, you know, in regards to separate us further from the world, you know, as the world is continuing to chase their own fleshy passions, desires, their sins. And the rest of us wanting to leave our sinful ways behind to grow closer to our creator, our heavenly father, who continues to love us and call for us to return to him, you know, but some of us are not going to make it, unfortunately. But for me, I want to gather enough information to show to you why a lot of us are not going to make it. And when I say us, I mean a lot of Christians, because who you think is going to end up in heaven that you think those who are just sitting in church and just listening to the pastor, you think they might have been heaven, but you'd be surprised who will end up in heaven. So Hebrews 12, 12 to 17, Hebrews 12, 12 to 17 states, therefore lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight, straight paths. For your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. And some of you are probably like, see, 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 we are supposed to strive for peace with everyone and be holy. But no, no, no. Hold up, because that is one thing a lot of Christians do, and I am, I am guilty of that too, you know, way back in my early, quote-unquote, baby Christian days. Context is everything. So, let's continue on. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled, that no one... No one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, 
who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. A lot of you may not understand what this entirely means, but going back to that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright, he had the authority to rule. But because he was hungry, so hungry, and also so ridden with pride and arrogance too, that for a single meal, he sold his birthright. That's a lot of us who weren't entirely raised in Christian or traditional Christian values or a traditional Christian home or were not raised in the faith. But basically, those who are given multiple chances to follow after God may not ever have that chance again because they continue to reject Christ and sell their souls which is their birthright given by the grace of God they sell their souls for their own self gratifications their own wickedness their own passions rejecting Christ overall and unfortunately seal their faith of their souls of their eternal damnation and i say every single thing i have said in this episode as someone who used to reject christ who or not reject christ per se but reject the idea the quote-unquote concept of religion slash god who used to live a promiscuous um, life as having a LGBT um, sexual orientation, this ideology of love is love and we should be accepting and blah, 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 to where I, well, over a decade now, I am living, trying to seek and grow closer to the Lord as I'm being refined through my choices, if you know, you know, and finding that when I'm weak, I can grow strong again because it is Christ who gives me strength. I pray for all of you that if there is some type of scale over your mind and your heart and your eyes to what is truly going on, not only in the physical world, but the spiritual realm itself, that you would understand everything I have mentioned tonight. I'm sorry that this is a very heated topic, but if you don't already know, C3 Podcast is talking about culture, controversies, and Christ. So there is going to be times in the future where it may be heated. Even though I'm by myself right now. But, you know, the 
atmosphere of it all because this is how serious it is because the more that people are enabling wickedness the less good true good that people are willing to see and that is usually the truth the reality because people are so wrapped up in their own fantasy world that they refuse to see the truth and that is just one of the, the most disheartening things when it comes to this wicked world and those before me all all the Christ brethren before me the theologians the theists the disciples the leaders who are truly Christ centered and try to continue to do God's work it's just going to get harder but a part of being a servant of the Lord is to also keep other Christ brethren accountable and encouraged on the narrow path that God has set before us. And with that, I hope you guys have learned or understood something a little more thorough in this episode. Take care, be safe, and ahuyo.